All right, everybody. This is Sam K. Ola, uh, more commonly known for my article of The Wrestling Connoisseur, which you can find around the way. I am here today for Ringside Ramblings, and our just John Fair is off on assignment. But today I would just like to talk a moment to talk about uh, a recent kind of... uh, statement made in the wrestling world that has kind of uh, been all over the dirt sheets as of late and has gotten a lot of feedback there on Twitter. Cody Rhodes made a statement talking about uh, answering a fan's um, question as to whether Cody Rhodes was a face or heel. And Cody said, quoting, just a wrestler, those don't exist anymore. Crowds slash context are different every single time. And, you know, I I'm, I was very curious about this uh, because Cody is saying heels and baby faces don't exist. And uh, he even, you know, I even said that, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of this, this current postmodern wrestling that seems to be grasping um, the wrestling world today. And while, you know, every story needs antagonist and protagonist. And, you know, I've, I've said it before, without them, it's, you know, the wrestling, the dynamics of wrestling just doesn't work. It's like an MMA match all of a sudden. Everybody has their favorites and you're only invested in your favorite. And it's not really an emotional investment. You know, it's just this is your favorite. It's kind of like... Uh, you know, pizza's your favorite, pepperoni's your favorite. You're not really invested emotionally in pepperoni. That's just your favorite. You know, it's not like uh, a particular brands or whatnot. Like, say you're, uh, you know, car people. You know, people get very, very emotionally connected when, like, uh, say Ford versus Chevy or something like that. Like, there's an emotional connection because they've only ever owned, you know, one particular brand or their family has only ever owned these particular brands. There's an investment in it and, and a bit of emotions. And to me, that's wrestling. That's why there's heels and baby faces because there is an investment, emotional investment. Um, and Cody even goes on to say antagonist and protagonist exist. Context. Heels and baby faces don't. And this bothered me all night as a writer this bothered me all night uh and while i agree i absolutely agree you know antagonists and protagonists exist i don't necessarily agree that hills and baby faces don't and it got me thinking because you can write a story where your protagonist is a bad guy now what's that translate over to a wrestling i'm not quite sure because, uh, you know, in today's age, we see Roman Reigns, who is uh, definitely fits what we would consider a babyface role in wrestling, even though the fans, majority-wise, don't like him. Um, his actions, for the most part, he wrestles a babyface match in the ring. They don't call it a protagonist side of the wrestling ring. So, uh, you know, he's getting heat and the fans don't like him, even though he is technically a babyface. Even though Triple H is going on record and said, isn't he a heel? Roman's going on record and said, uh, am I not a heel already? And it's become this very postmodern 
philosophical cover-up because there's not that uh, extreme investment from the writers and the storytellers. If I was to write a book and I did not garner sympathy for my protagonist, then there would not be an emotional investment. And that is a major aspect of wrestling. What we have always considered baby faces. Even if you don't say, even if you say baby faces and heels don't exist today, say that's, this is, it's too, you know, passe now seems to be the, the phrase that postmodern wrestling uses. Oh, that's passe. Uh, if a baby face is passe today, can we not look back and say, well, Dusty Rhodes, Ricky Steamboat, uh, the Rock and Roll Express, Hulk Hogan back in his heyday. Do we not look at these guys and say they, are, they aren't baby faces? Because I, I would think that any, if you pulled uh, Jim Cornette aside or Kevin Nash or Stone Cold or anybody in the wrestling world, they would say those guys were baby faces. Ted DiBiase. Was he, he was, yeah, he was an antagonist, but he was a heel. Absolutely, he was heel. Everybody would say Ted DiBiase was a heel. So, there is a, a, a real problem, I feel, in the wrestling world today. The belief that heels and baby faces don't exist. We just have antagonists and protagonists now. I mean, if you're on the indie scene and uh, you're wrestling all over and, you know, this promoter wants to book you as a, a as the good guy here and then uh, say you go over there, on the, say you're on the West Coast, you're a good guy and you go to the East Coast and a promoter wants to book you as the bad guy. So, yes, a wrestler can be face or heel that used to happen all the time in the territory days you would have a guy leave territory a and he traveled on to territory b because his time was up and he would be whatever territory b needed him to be if he was a face or heel or good guy or bad guy the point is in storytelling storytelling wise like yes you can do it in a novel in literature you can you can write a villain, a bad guy as the protagonist of the story. And you play off of the reader's emotions by making that villain sympathetic. You make them relatable. Is there a bad guy? Anybody that could be considered a bad guy today in wrestling that is relatable to the wrestling fan? I honestly really can't think of one. I've never, you know, I mean, if we look at, uh, let's take a, a current aspect that's going on. And this, this could be why we're getting this point of view, because of just bad storytelling in general. But if we look at Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. And on paper, Charlotte Flair is booked to be the good guy, and Becky Lynch was the good guy booked to turn heel, turn bad. Uh, the fans didn't buy into it. We all know why. We've talked about it before, you know, the 
the aspect that you know Becky was booked so much like an underdog in this and Charlotte was booked a little uppity a little she's been booked really snooty uppity uh, for a long time even as a face and she's not as relatable to the fans whereas Becky Lynch totally has been relatable to the fans so uh Becky Lynch's let's say bad guy turn because I don't want to offend anybody out there by saying face or heel in this postmodern era um Becky Lynch's bad guy turn did not have the effect they wanted it to. And even today, the fans are still cheering Becky Lynch. Not because uh, she's not a, a bad guy, because they have, they've, they have absolutely made her the bad guy because they're booking her as the bad guy and they're trying to have her do bad guy things. It's just that the writing has been really bad. They made her sympathetic. And so we have a situation where Becky Lynch is the protagonist and Charlotte is the antagonist. And it, it, why hasn't it worked? Why hasn't it worked? Because Becky is supposed to be the bad guy. She's supposed to be the antagonist and Charlotte's supposed to be the antagonist. And I'm sorry, that is what face and heel means. Face and heel is just another word. This is semantics, folks. Face is the good guy. Heel is the bad guy. And I I don't want to, you know, this is a bad way of putting it. And I mean no offense by this. But wrestling is cliche. And wrestling is dumbed down form of storytelling. And don't get me wrong. When I say dumbed down, I don't mean it's for like the stupid people. And I don't mean, you know, anybody can get. Obviously, wrestling storylines can be very complex. Obviously, it is complex. Because people get confused by things all the time. And I'm not here trying to be a smart and say I know every in and out of the wrestling business. But I I study storytelling. I've studied pro wrestling. And the comparisons of both is what I'm here to do. And to say that there's no faces and heels anymore. I, I disagree. Because we can look. If it's just protagonists and antagonists. Like I said... A bad guy can be a protagonist. And you're not going to see a bad guy getting sympathy in wrestling. You shouldn't. You shouldn't see a bad guy getting sympathy in wrestling. Because if a bad guy is getting sympathy in wrestling, and he's teaming up with his other bad guy friends who aren't protagonists, they're antagonists, then there is a major problem within the storytelling. That's just how it is. I mean, wrestling works off of cliches. In writing, you're writing a novel, you don't want cliches. But in my opinion, in wrestling world, you do want cliches because that's what people recognize. And it's this is a delivery system, folks. This is talking about immediate delivery. The problem with, a major problem with wrestling today is that everybody wants it now. Everybody wants it now. They want the storytelling now. They want the the results now. They want it here. They want it now. They want it within a two or three hour time period. And they want the delivery of that story then. They don't want to wait for it to build up across three or four months. And it, it is a huge problem. But you can't get that when you don't work with the with the stories 
you're not going to get something that's going to happen at the beginning of the show and then the fallout's going to be at the end and then that's it. You're not going to get that return. People aren't going to follow along. And unfortunately, that's why that's why cliches work so well with wrestling. It it gives a delivery system so that the fans, the casual fans, whoever watching at home or attending in the arena can can get the story and get the context of the story in a small amount of time that there's some payoff. Otherwise, you wouldn't build build up a, a heel turn or a face turn. Uh, even looking at Rusev Day, and they've backtracked several, several times, and they've gone back and forth, and then they recently decided, well, we'll turn Aiden English heel instead of Rusev, which I believe was a smart decision since Rusev is so over. Um, unfortunately, I think that was that's a major part was because of Aiden English by his side. But we turn Aiden English heel instead. If this happened on one show, if it happened immediately, Rusev and English become friends. By the end of the show, Aiden English turns on him. There wouldn't be a payoff much in that. Because the fans haven't become emotionally invested yet. And I would say that even within this, they should have drawn it out a couple more months, given them a tag titles, Show the fans that these guys aren't just friends, that they're brothers, that Aiden English is all about Rusev, that he's willing to sacrifice. They've only shown it like two or three shows that Aiden English is willing to sacrifice his body to help this team get along because he's of his best friend. So I don't feel like the payoff in this view, this this buildup is where it should be. But that's why you build things up. That's why there's storylines. I'm getting a little sidetracked here. Anyway, in English, he'll turn. He's become the antagonist of this team. X-Team. Now he stands in the way of something for Rusev, who is the protagonist. I mean, we could e- easily look at it as like, oh, but when you say in English is the protagonist, yeah, if you wanted to go with that narrative, it's all about narrative. And in wrestling, typically the narrative is on the baby faces point of view, because the fan has a connection with the baby face. The baby face draws sympathy. The protagonist needs sympathy. So if you draw sympathy for a bad guy. What, what is the point? What helps? You know, you're, you're, that's what a face and heel is. A, a baby face is just who the fan wants to cheer, who the fan should cheer. And granted, that's, that's kind of uh, become a hot topic the last several years as to who, who should the face fans cheer. You know, if the wrestling company wants to push a guy as a face and the fans don't want it, then all of a sudden, there's an issue. Same thing with, with Rusev. Rusev, they had to turn face because the fans were got behind Rusev. At some point within the stories, there has been sympathy built up for this character that the fans connected to. And even if there's not as much sympathy, like say 
why did why did the fans why did the fans get behind Rusev? Because they see him out there, they see him working, they admire his work, and they see his, that he's not getting ahead. And the fans feel like, hey, this guy's really good. He should be getting, no pun intended, accolades for the good work he's putting in. So they've built up some sympathy for this character that they see. And so you feel sympathetic. There's a reason why you relate to this character. And there's other ways you can relate to characters too. If you look at Stone Cold, everybody wants to call Stone Cold a tweener. Stone Cold was never a tweener. There's no such thing as a tweener. Stone Cold has always been a face. He's always been the good guy. He was an anti-hero. Fans related to Stone Cold because they wanted to be like Stone Cold. They wanted to tell their boss to go to hell. They wanted to give their bosses stunners. And that's something that everybody can relate to. And they can live vicariously through that fan favorite. A face is just a fan favorite. I don't understand what's so difficult about about this. I don't understand what's so hard to understand what a baby face and a heel is. Now, if we want to argue semantics, and I'm a huge Cody fan, so I mean no offense by this, but if we want to argue semantics that heels and baby faces don't exist, but antagonists and protagonists do exist, then I think it's just being a little facetious because heels and baby faces absolutely exist. And if, if it's just about philosophy, getting philosophical about what is this role in wrestling and what, you know, what is the good guy? Well, there is no good guys. There are no bad guys. There's no faces and no heels. There's only protagonists and antagonists. And it's within the context, only within the context of every match. Yeah, we could wax philo- you know, philosophical all day long about it. But when it comes down to it, you know, that is semantics. There is a good guy and there is a bad guy because the fans are getting behind somebody. And they're going to get behind the good guy, the one that they're relatable to. And if we want to say, oh boy, he's not really a good guy, we can break it down, again, semantics, and just say the guy the fans are relatable to, the guy the fans don't relate to the protagonist and the antagonist and if we want to get down to that if we want to play semantics and we don't want to use good guy bad guy and we don't want to use baby face we don't want to use heel these are just words to describe that particular character that the fans relate to the fans have sympathy for or the fans don't and i am absolutely sick of this postmodern bullshit in wrestling Folks, if you're relatable by the fan, if the fan has sympathy for you, you are a fucking face. It's that simple. And it doesn't matter. You can change it with context is king. It can change from match to match. But by God, if you're a mat only uh, relatable to the fans in one match, if you're working for a company for an extended amount of time, you want to be the same goddamn character, whether you're relatable or not, for a good while. 
Otherwise, if you're flip-flopping constantly, there's too much going on for the fans to keep up with. Listen, if I'm writing a book, I cannot have a character be sympathetic one chapter and unsympathetic in next chapter. And then sympathetic again and unsympathetic again. And then sympathetic because of the if the person reading this is they're reading along and they're like, well, I like this character. I like Bob. I don't like Bob. I like Bob. I don't like Bob. Eventually, you are going to get to a point where you don't care. Bob is just a side guy. Bob doesn't mean shit now. And if that's your main character, if that's who one of your main characters if that's supposed to be getting fans in, readers in to keep going along, congratulations. You've just you've just ruined selling your book. Because who's going to want to read something if they can't relate to it? If they can't be sympathetic for it? If they if there's not something interesting within that that's going to keep them coming back for more. And that's that's a huge problem today in wrestling is that people are getting turned off. There's nothing that's attracting them anymore. You know, you don't you don't do you want to pay to go see just guys just, you know, wrestle around on a mat? Is this a good guy or bad guy? I don't know, but he's got cool trunks, so that's my guy now. I like green. He's wearing green trunks. That's my guy. That's not emotional investment. Postmodernism isn't going to work in wrestling. And I don't know how long it's going to take for us to get to the point to understand this. Uh, I mean, you're talking about if you want to make postmodernism work in wrestling... You are talking about a huge endeavor of climbing into storytelling on a level that has never existed in wrestling before. Of, of trying to get fans emotionally invested in a handful of characters so deep in perspective. Can it be done? I don't know. I mean, we're, we're getting to a, a high level of, with YouTube and, and t- social media, Twitter, Facebook, everything, that you can get uh, a deeper level with a wrestler. But storytelling-wise, social media isn't storytelling. I mean, they've tried to use it to complement it, but social media isn't storytelling. And if you're on social media and you're, you want to be the, the foil how are you going to do that by, by how you act on social media? You know, I mean, it's, it's possible, but the level of commitment has to be there and I, you don't see it. You know, when someone even made a comment like about Bray Wyatt, who I'm also a big fan of that we're supposed to believe Bray Wyatt is this, you know, uh, almost nigh supernatural character, uh, cult leader, and then you, you go on Instagram and you see Bray Wyatt taking smiling photos with, you know, his sister or his brother or, or whoever. And it breaks character. Suddenly you're thrown out of that system. That's why wrestling, you used to hardly ever see wrestlers sitting in a restaurant restaurant 
and uh, having dinner together. Or people would see it and they would get upset. Did they know why they were getting upset? Probably not. They just feel fooled. That's where we are today. We know wrestling is predetermined. We've known that for every time. They knew it in the 70s. They knew it in the 60s. Most people knew it. Wrestling is a storytelling of suspending belief. When we pick up a book, if you pick up a book of fiction, you know that book is not real. It's a suspension of belief. When I'm writing stories that happen 3,000 years in the future, nobody thinks that this book has traveled back in time telling us true story. It's suspension of belief. That's what wrestling is. And part of doing that is having the reader, the fans, the audience having an emotional connection to a character, to a protagonist. And in the wrestling world, it's all about cliches, that instant gratification that people know. Everybody knows cliches. They don't want you to do it in, in writing because then it's, it's not original anymore. But in wrestling, everything can be cliche because it's an immediate gratification that casual fan is going to immediately get that reference. So yes, a protagonist is cliche always as the baby face in wrestling. Can you tell a story? I mean, if we look at Avengers Infinity War, Thanos, the bad guy, was the narrative protagonist of the story. But everybody left the theater, even though the protagonist won, Everybody left the theater pissed off because the good guys lost or died. Spoiler alert. They stood in the protagonist's way. The good guys were actually antagonists in that. But this is complex storytelling that you cannot do within wrestling. Because you're only going to see your favorites on TV for 10 to 15 minutes. You don't have all these hours with just one guy so absolutely protagonists when it comes to wrestling a protagonist is the baby face it's the good guy they're wrestling a very specific match the good guy match the baby face match they're there to connect with the fans for the fans to be emotionally invested in them so the fans pay to see this guy and the bad guys, the heels, the antagonists are there to antagonize the fans, antagonize the protagonists, so that the fans pay to see the good guy kick the bad guy's ass. They want to see the bad guy get what he deserves. It is very simple. There's no reason to make it complex on that aspect of storytelling. And once you sell the fans on that, Hey, go wild. You can go wild and you can tell whatever complex story you want and get really deep into it. And the fans will enjoy it because they know storytelling on some level. But you have to dot your I's, cross your T's. You have to know what you're doing. And they're saying heels and baby faces don't exist anymore. You're already setting yourself up for failure. I'm just going to leave it at that. That's my opinion as a writer. That's my opinion on the wrestling business. And 
I think wrestling would be more acceptable and more um, successful right now if the fans could turn on the TV and the fans can go, hey, I like this guy. I connect with this guy. I have an emotional investment in this guy because of this, whatever. And next time, maybe I'll get into it with the whole reasons behind the, you know, the, the different philosophical, the different uh, other aspects of when, you know, a, a face, a good guy, a protagonist doesn't connect with the fans or they're the almost conspiracy theory level of stuff why fans don't get behind someone but for now i'm gonna leave it there about 30 minute mark this has been sam keola the wrestling connoisseur for ringside ramblings stay tuned folks